this is the in focus podcast from the hindu welcome to the in focus podcast my name is jayan shriram and i'm your host for today the covid-19 crisis continues to dominate our news coverage as it rightly should and on this podcast and elsewhere in the hindu we are working to get you the most relevant news and the best reporting on it however we switch focus on the podcast briefly today to look at international affairs we are going to be discussing something that happened in 1915 during the course of the first world war the mass killing of about 1.5 million armenians by the ottoman empire over the last weekend us president joe biden formally recognized this act of mass killing as a genocide in doing so he was fulfilling a long standing american promise that his predecessors had failed to act on in 2019 both houses of the us congress passed resolutions calling the slaughter as a genocide but the then president donald trump stopped short of a formal recognition mainly because of turkish opposition turkey america's nato ally and the successor of the ottoman empire has never acknowledged that a genocide took place and it sees a mention of it as an insult or a moral stain so today we're going to speak about what happened to the armenians in 1915 and why they were targeted for these killings we'll then talk about the timing of president biden's move to recognize the killings as a genocide and what it says about a changing geopolitical picture especially when it comes to turkey i'm joined by the hindus international affairs editor stanley john stanley welcome back to the podcast thank you for joining us today thanks jayan great to be back in, in focus right So the story so far I mean just to kind of sum up the big headline on this is that um US President Joe Biden on Saturday I think it was officially recognized the mass killings of Armenians by the Ottoman Turks in 1915 to 16 as an act of as an act of genocide. So let's just start there I mean before we get into the other details of the story why was this significant? yeah uh, it is it is uh, significant because this recognition is coming by the united states it's coming from the united states and the united states and turkey are allies in the, in the nato uh, so uh, it will certainly have some implications in foreign policy uh, and also uh, you know this call for an, a formal declaration a formal recognition of the armenian genocide has been there for quite some time so you have armenian lobby groups human rights activists um uh, etc even uh, even armenia uh, as the as the caucasian country today so uh, everybody was calling for this uh, to happen and the and even us congress in uh, 20 2019 uh, both houses of american congress passed resolutions uh, recognizing the mass killings of armenians as a genocide as an act of genocide uh but president trump did not do it because the state department has to officially formally categorize it the trump administration didn't do it not just trump uh, ronald reagan once called it a genocide but his administration he was president for twice his administration didn't formally you know uh, recognize it as a genocide 
and uh, Biden's predecessors uh, didn't do it mainly because of opposition from Turkey. Because the Turkish authorities, whether it is Erdogan or the uh, Republican Party that was in power before Erdogan for a long time, uh, so Turkish leaders had always resisted calling, uh, you know, uh, the atrocities against Armenians a genocide. So genocide means it comes with legal implications, legal and moral implications. The Turks always evaded that. But, and their official line is that this is an attempt to insult the Turks. Because basically, when you call it a genocide, uh, the fingers are pointed towards Turks, Ottoman Turks, of course. It was a completely different regime. And we are talking about 1915-16 during the, uh, you know, when the war, the First World War was going on. But still, uh, the official line of Turkey is that this is an attempt to insult Turkishness or Turks or whatever. And unfortunately, that is the line that still continues in Ankara. So Turkey has always opposed to any kind of categorization of these atrocities as genocide. And uh, Turkey being a valuable ally to uh, the Americans, uh, because it's a NATO member, the U.S. presidents did not want to infuriate uh, the Turks. So they so far they stayed away from it, but Biden, Biden has uh, moved ahead. Uh, I think... Uh, you know, overall, America's relationship with Turkey has taken a hit in recent years, which may have helped Biden to reach this right. decision from a strategic point of view. Because uh, in foreign policy, I always believe that uh, your strategy, you know, uh, triumphs over your moral calculations. So even even for the United States, they might issue moral statements, but uh, fundamentally, you know, it it uh, it uh, goes down to your strategy. So. Basically, there are issues between the United States and Turkey, for example, uh, over Turkey's purchase of S-400 missile defense system from the Russians, or Turkey's foreign policy in Syria, you know, and Erdogan, overall, Erdogan has taken a very ambitious, uh, aggressive foreign policy, which uh, uh, has irked the Americans. So there were, there were, you know, structural issues now developing between the United States and Turkey. And I think that may have allowed Biden to bite the bullet this time. Because they knew that uh, Turkey is, anyway, Turkey has moved away uh, from the American orbit. It is not like uh, late 1990s or early 2000s. So this is the time to do this. Uh, I think that could be, that could explain the timing of this decision. Right. And just to kind of go back to the, to the, to the story of what happened to the Armenians itself. I mean, what is the, what, what are the kind of details that we have on that? What, why were the Armenians targeted? What was the, what was this whole massacre about? Yeah, uh, Jayant, I think it's, uh, uh, it's pretty well documented. What something puzzles me is that I don't understand why the Turks are so obsessed about it. Because this is not something, this is not a crime committed by the modern Turkish Republic. This is a crime committed by the Ottoman Empire, you know, the Ottoman government. Uh, now you have a completely different republic in Turkey. So, I, I mean, uh, from, from a very logical and moral point of view, this Turkish government should say that, yeah, uh, atrocities were committed and we have to move on or we should address these issues. But unfortunately, that's not happening. Because uh, you look at the, you know, Article 2nd of the UN Convention on Genocide that was uh, declared in December 1948 which clearly describes uh, genocide, you know, uh, as, uh, you know, it's, it's carrying out acts intended to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial or religious group. That's how genocide is described. And then you look at what happened to the Armenian. This is exactly what happened to the Armenians, right? Because basically there are, there are you know, plenty of studies, you know, one study by 
the University of Minnesota's Center for Holocaust and Genocide Studies. According to that, in 1914, before the advent of the First World War, uh, over 2 million people, Armenians, were there in the Ottoman Empire. And then in 1922, you know, say four years after the war, the population of Armenians within those regions, the erstwhile Ottoman Empire, was 387,000. So this is what prompted many historians to, you know, estimate that up to 1.5 million Armenians were killed during the war. And why they were killed, and especially when the Ottoman Empire started collapsing in the late 18th or early 20, late 19th and early 20th century, you know. So the Ottoman the Ottoman government became more and more Turkic. You know, it has started assuming this ethnic character, and the minorities in the empire uh, were being persecuted, especially the Armenians. Why? Because after the late uh, nine, late 18th century. The late 19th century, this war, the uh, Russo-Turkish War, in which uh, the Ottomans suffered a major setback, and the great powers, uh, you know, in the Berlin Treaty, the great powers dictated terms to the Ottoman Sultan, uh, and then uh, the Ottoman Sultan was asked to, uh, you know, uh, accommodate the Armenians uh, and respect their rights. So the Ottomans actually, the Ottomans in Constantinople, they started looking at Armenians as a fifth column. And after the Young Turk, the Young Turk Revolution, this, this perception has uh, become stronger in Constantinople. So let's say at the beginning of the uh, First World War uh, in 1914 and in, in, in early 1915, uh, the Ottomans suffered a major defeat at the hands of the Russians in the Caucasian region. So what they did, they blamed it on the Armenians. They are pressuring. And then they first executed the Armenian soldiers in the Ottoman army. And then they assembled Armenian intellectuals, writers, you know, uh, public uh, personalities, etc., etc., and executed most of them. And this happened in 1915, April 24th. And that is the day which Armenians, you know, still they observe it as the Remembrance Day of the Armenian genocide. And that was only the beginning. And what the Ottoman government did, they expected Russia to advance into the Ottoman territories. The Ottoman Empire was actually collapsing at that time. You know, the war was raging. The Ottomans joined the war on the side of the Germans and there was no certainty who was going to win. The Brits were coming to anyway. The Brits were coming to uh, coming to the Middle East, which was largely the Ottoman uh, territory. In, 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 and in Caucasus, the Russian Empire uh, was actually, you know, fighting the Ottomans. So the Ottomans thought that once the Russian army advances into the Ottoman territories in the Caucasian region, the Armenians would join the Russians and start fighting against the Ottomans. Because they always looked at the Armenians as a fifth column, as traitors, you know, thought and within cotton coat. So, interestingly, I mean, what they did was that uh, they uh, forcefully deported Armenians, hundreds of thousands of them, including women, uh, children, who, I mean, non-combatants, those who, were, who didn't have anything to do with the war, and hundreds and thousands of them from Eastern Anatolia. Eastern Anatolia was an Ottoman region, which is the modern-day Turkey, roughly, let's say, the modern-day Turkey, from Eastern Anatolia to the Syrian steppe, you know, across the mountains and deserts, to the Syrian deserts. And they were forced from their, forced from their houses to the Syrian desert. And on, this was a kind of a, you know, march of death. Many of them died on the way without food, without shelter, without water, without medicines. And some of them, those who made it to the Syrian desert, they died in the concentration camps in the desert. 
So, so that's what millions, 1.5 million people, hundreds and thousands of Armenians died actually during the course of the war. If this is not a genocide, what is it? This is a simple question. Right. And so, um, you know, this is, we're talking about something that happened in 1915-16. Um, and, you know, since then, you know, as you, as you mentioned, no Turkish government has acknowledged that a crime was committed against the Armenian people. Yeah. But has, has anyone actually been held responsible? Have there been any sort of, you know, trials or attempt to establish responsibility? Yeah. Uh, so, after the war, the Ottoman Empire collapsed. And the Turkey became a modern republic under the leadership of uh, Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. And then uh, the new republic had actually, you know, the new republic acknowledged that some atrocities were committed against the Ottomans. They didn't call it a genocide. They still don't call it a genocide. But they acknowledged, right. yeah, something something happened to the Armenians. And then there, there, there were trials, uh, you know, mostly targeting the officials of the Ottoman government. So let's say from 1908, uh, since the Young Turk Revolution, Turkey was largely run by this Young Turk Triumvirate. There were three pashas. Uh, one pasha was the uh, Grand Vizier, the Prime Minister, and one was uh, in, in charge of uh, uh, the war. They, they are called the three pashas, and they were running the government. One was in charge of the interior, uh, the home affairs. So after the war, once they lost the war, the three pashas fled the country. So all of them actually went to Germany, and then Germany offered protection to them. So there were trials. The, the three pashas were tried and then they were uh, sentenced to death in absentia. But basically these were, you know, the, uh, and one of the uh, generals, uh, one of the governors in Anatolia region uh, was uh, hanged to death. Uh, but these were some, what should I say, some minimal steps which the new Turkish Republic had taken. But there was no formal acknowledgement of the magnitude of the crimes committed against, uh, you know, the Armenians. And uh, the Armenians, what they did, they formed an underground uh, uh, committee, uh, like uh, like the Jews did, you know, during the Second World War, during and after the Second World War, to hunt down the Nazis. So the Armenians uh, wanted to hunt down the uh, Ottoman government officials. And the Grand Vizier, uh, Talal Pasha, was uh, shot dead on the streets of Berlin uh, after the war. Uh, in Talat Pasha in uh, uh, 19 in on March 15 1921 by an Armenian student so Talat Pasha is uh, widely seen he was widely seen as the main architect of the Armenian genocide and uh, the student who killed him who uh, shot him to death so he apparently he claimed that he was uh, mentally unstable and he wasn't punished by the German court he was let free so this is these are interesting, you know, tidbits uh, uh, from history. But but if you if you ask me whether there were any governmental efforts to hold uh, those who are responsible for the uh, genocide accountable, so besides apart from these minimal steps, there was nothing. No reparation, you know, no recognition of the crimes committed against the Armenians. Nothing. Right, and um, just just to sort of clear up one thing. Um, as you mentioned at the start, so this acknowledgement of a genocide by uh, Turkey that has not happened thus far, yeah. it only carries some sort of moral stain, right? Is there any kind of sort of retrospective, you know, fixing of responsibility that would have any kind of material consequence to Turkey? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there would be any material consequence to Turkey because uh, uh, this is, 
yeah of course this is a victory for the armenians because uh, um, they are living with this burden you know they were one of the persecuted uh, communities in history and their persecution has not even got unless the jews and because we we knew what happened to the jews and uh, we knew the nazis did it and the and the german government the post nazi the post war german government uh, itself had denounced to the nazi past and the nazis were punished you you had the nuremberg trial and nazis are still uh, punished whoever who had uh, nazi connections but that didn't happen in the case of the armenians because the turkish government still resists uh, even the recognition of armenians so in that sense uh, i think the american recognition is i mean at least we are discussing it now it's become you know it's being discussed everywhere so it's a step forward for the armenians i think the larger side is that uh, it is uh, basically i think this has come from the united states at a time when a uh, relationship between the between the two countries are worse because the americans might be seeing that this is an opportunity to punish or uh, to infuriate turkey because turkey was slowly moving away from uh, the american orbit as long as uh, turkey was with the united states you know throughout the cold war the americans never raised a voice about it so now they are doing it mainly because turkey uh, kind of uh, as part of turkish on turkey's on foreign policy ambitions uh, it is now trying to balance between russians and the united states it wants to play a more ambitious role in syria and it is more active in uh, qatar uh, it is more active in the eastern mediterranean region even in the caucasian region when there were conflict uh, there was conflict between armenia and azerbaijan turkey was there so turkey is now trying to be a more muscular foreign policy power not only in the middle east basically in the former ottoman region so the americans might be finding that this is instead of winning turkey back they are actually trying to push some buttons uh, which could at least hurt turkey's ego this is the larger geopolitical setting of uh, this issue but beyond that i think yeah of course this this is a step forward for the armenian people but beyond that i don't think turkey would face any material consequences over this Right, so we'll wrap it up there, Stanley. Always important, as you said, to keep this larger geopolitical context in mind. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of In Focus today. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon